Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, do you buy that LeBron could go to L.A.? No. No. Like, none at all? I, I'm going to disclose something on this podcast. I grew up a big Lakers fan. I was, you know, grew up in Cincinnati. I was born in LA, so I have an excuse, and I had an excuse growing up my entire life that I was born there. And show him. Just go ahead and admit he has a Byron Scott tattoo. (laughs) No, but I did write the Hotline Byron parody, which is on YouTube right now. If you go to Hotline Byron, just search it. You will find it. And I was on ESPN Radio talking about that parody. Anyway, so no. There's always these free agents linked to the Lakers, and they use them as like this, this thing of leverage. You know how we talked about Drew Holiday using the Mavericks for leverage? I feel like this is the exact same thing. It happens all the time, all the time for the Lakers. Everybody's linked to the Lakers all the time, and it makes no sense. And they just recently stopped getting free agents. You know, After the whole LaMarcus Aldridge double meeting thing, they stopped getting free agency meetings with certain players. And But before that, they got – Meetings with everybody, literally everybody. Anybody that was a free agent, they would get a meeting with if they wanted. Actually, for some reason, I actually think there's a decent shot at it. And not the Lakers, but the Clippers. I don't I don't think he'd go to L.A. or to the Lakers. I just, I think, I'm not sure he would want to play with Chris Paul. He might say that publicly, but gosh, after watching the 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 Clippers uh, Mavericks game where the Mavericks beat them on that, you know, that final JJ Reddick shot. Like, Oh man. Yeah. I would not want to play with any of those guys except for JJ. Maybe. Especially with like the stuff that, you know, with, with David, you know, the Griffin today, I mean, that was a, <sighs> what a story. What's, what's going on? Which, what a day. I mean, you're hearing this on Tuesday. We're recording this Monday night. What a day in the NBA. My wife is constantly saying, are you ever going to get off your phone? <laughs> My wife constantly says that to me all the and time. And I'm like, there is crap going down, She perpetually down, babe. says, <laughs> so I just warned her. I said, this is my favorite time of the season. She's like, there's not even any games. I'm like, that's the point. And so that's what I wrote about. Hashtag I did a piece today on MavsFanatic.com about how, and the, the title is that what happened today? The NBA doesn't need the playoffs to be good. Like the NBA can be good even if the playoffs are terrible. Like I've already forgotten how bad the, the playoffs are, basically. So hey, I enjoyed the playoffs. I enjoyed the playoffs as well, but a lot of people thought they were boring. So all right, this is what we're gonna get to today. We are going to give the definitive Neil Akina versus Dennis Smith Jr. pick. We are gonna go back through sort of what we've already talked about with our, our profiles, but use all that information and compare and contrast the two. So we're just gonna look at them. We're gonna say, all right, this is the guy that I would choose if both of those guys are available. It's looking mm. like one of them might not be available because 
lot of lot of teams are looking at guards, but it's I mean it's just so fluid and crazy right now. I don't know if I believe anything <laughs> right now, and I'm not sure how much of it is just like a hunch and how much of it is actual you know news and things that I've heard and how much of it is an exec told me this and blah blah blah. You know, like how yes. do you know? So we're gonna make that. Then of course yesterday, which we forgot, but since it's still today, it'll count because we're recording this today. It was Dirk Nowitzki's birthday, so happy birthday to the tall baller Ooh. from the G. The big daddy tall baller from the G. And uh, so happy birthday to him. He was also named captain of Team World, who's going to be playing against Team Africa. Let's just get into that right now. So he was named captain of Team World. This is a exhibition-type game that they play for you know NBA in Africa. And uh, they played the last time they played this was two years ago. And if you remember this game, Hakeem Olajuwon and Dikembe Mutombo both came into the game, and Hakeem Olajuwon did his dream shake on Nikola Vucevic, and uh, you know hit hit a little floater over him, and everybody kind of freaked out. And uh, in that game, Africa had zero guards. <laughs> Nick Batum was like <laughs> the one guard that they had in that wow. game. It was really funny just to look at the roster. And uh, and I'm not even sure how Nick Batum was able to play in that game, but I guess his mom is from somewhere, his dad is from somewhere, but. So right now it's looking like Dirk and Kemba Walker and CJ McCollum are part of the team world. And then Team Africa consists of Lou Aldang, uh, Tabo Savalosha, Bismack Biombo, and Emmanuel Moutier. Those are the guys that are reported right now. So it's kind of just a fun game. You know, bring the NBA in Africa. And Dirk's definitely going to be there. He's definitely going to be the most famous player there. So be cool to see him. Yeah, actually, I remember now that you said that, I remember when Akeem and uh... – and Matumbo was that because I think Matumbo did his finger wag too. Oh yeah, Matumbo yeah. did his finger wag. Yeah, they they did, wore the retro jerseys too. Yeah, I think. yeah, they did. You had Chris Paul oh. standing next to Hakeem Olajuwon on the block, and it was just like this whole NBA like amalgam of players. You're like, oh my gosh, this doesn't even make sense. It's like you know when you had your wedding and you have friends from one side and friends from another side and family from from her side and family from your side it's just like all these worlds collide it's like that's kind of yeah. what this game feels like it's just all I'm like none of y'all none of y'all know each yeah. other but y'all all know me so <laughs> exactly so yeah that was that was kind of cool today it's good to see you know Dirk still getting out there and you know representing the Mavericks he's the only he, there wasn't a Mavericks player that played in the last game so it's good to see him and we're not sure who else is going to play I'm, I would hope that Harrison Barnes would play in this game Seems like something that he would do. So, all right. Now, let's get to the Chad Ford tweets of the day. Chad Ford is a uh, – is he still work for ESPN? <laughs> I just, him and Stein are so confusing. There's the, the news that they got laid off, and then all of a sudden they're just still back. Like nothing happened almost. Well, I think Ford actually said that he was going to cover the draft, and then he's out. So nah, this is his last like hoorah, uh, which, I mean, any – anybody's going to be lining up to get Chad Ford. When I think about draft coverage, I think about like my first, first times researching drafts and it was Chad Ford doing his lottery. You know, what, what was the, the, uh, the lottery, uh, the mock lottery machine or whatever, (laughs) just hit over and over again. And then the one year that he changed it to being, you had to be ESPN insider and you're like, Oh, come on, come (laughs) on. 12-year-old me doesn't have that kind of money. So Confession, I still have Insider. Do you? You pay I for do. it? Yeah, I have Insider. I know, I know. And I'm not wow. even the biggest ESPN fan. You're probably not ESPN the minority. <laughs> I'm not the biggest ESPN fan either, but I don't know. I just always appreciate their content and 
Chad for Alec. Chad I, for I would like to know how many people in our audience still have ESPN Insider. Tweet us <laughs> at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac Harris, or at Locked On Mavs. Tweet us if you still have ESPN Insider. I would really appreciate if that actually is still a thing that people have. I mean, it still exists, so that means people are buying it. But Yeah. Oh. Man. Anyway, so Chad Ford came out today, and he... Not he on tweeted, Insider, on Twitter, which is free for yeah, everybody. Uh, free. <laughs> and uh, it was earlier today, I think it's probably around lunchtime, and he tweeted out and he said, Frank Nilekina's coach at Strasburg, Vincent Colette, will coach with the Mavs Orlando Summer League team. Dallas all-in on Nilekina. So, You know what I immediately uh, thought of when I heard this? What? When I I remembered uh, that Washington hired Kevin Durant's high school coach. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, I hope this doesn't end up being that, but at least it's like not as permanent. Yeah. So like what, what do you take from that, from a Mavs perspective? Like from a fan, what do you, what do you take from that? From a fan? I'm like, okay, they're all in on Neil Aquina, but the Knicks are still ahead of them. And so that's when the, this next tweet that I'm going to spoil for you, the next tweet comes in and says, Knicks have strong interest in Neil Aquina too. Mavs have done a better job recruiting and building relationships. He wants to be in Dallas. So like putting those two together is like, yeah, okay, if I'm all in on Neil Aquina, if this is the guy that I want on my team, then we're in a good spot. Like This is a really good spot. The thing is, what kind of leverage does Neil Aquina have to try to get to the Mavs and bypass the Knicks? Yeah, so a couple things come to mind when I when I saw this. One, you know, if you're going to... Which Colette has gotten some love from NBA execs or ranks before. Like when you, you see different stuff or about some European coaches that could make the jump eventually. Or yeah, they always have a top, list. Yeah, and and Colette's normally on that list, so I don't think it's I don't think it's all something, and I don't think it's all nothing. You know, I don't think that yeah, you can sit yeah, back yeah. and say, "Okay, well, he's just an uprising coach. We we just want to bring him in." No, nah, that's bull. But <laughs> I don't I don't think it like locks Nilakini in either because you can't predict that. And so I think a couple things: either Dallas is super confident, like they maybe have an inside track with the Knicks where, hey, Knicks want Monk or Dennis Smith or something. Something along the lines of they are really, really confident that Nilekina will be there at nine or there's some trade in the works to where for Dallas to move up to six or seven. And that makes their confidence even more of, hey, we think that we're going to move up to six or seven. That's pure speculation. That's just me saying, you know, there's nothing behind that. But, I don't know if if you're gonna send that out there, and if you're Nilakina, I think it's kind of funny because you know we talk about New York and everything, and if that's true with Chad Ford saying he wants to be in Dallas, the fact that dang is that the first time somebody wants to be in Dallas besides Dirk? No, Harrison Barnes wanted to be in Dallas. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think <laughs> I think he did want to be in Dallas, but I, then again, it, you know, if you're if you have a couple teams lined up like Philly or something. Offering you max money in Dallas is too. I think Dallas is. You know who didn't want to be in Dallas that was in trade rumors today? Uh oh. The center who shall not be named, which we tweet and write about on our site. We call him the center who shall not be named. We use the acronym. And every single time I write the acronym, which is like TC, yeah, all the letters, people are like, what is that? It's 
Clippers center. The Clippers center that uh, we don't really talk about. He's a center who should not be named. He was in trade rumors today talking about the uh, going to Phoenix, which makes no sense. But I don't, I don't get that. But if whatever. they bl- if they blow it up, if the Clippers blow it up, maybe that's the only way I can see it. I mean, the only way I can see is if LeBron says, "I'll come there, but I want you to get Melo and Wade." So and we're <laughs> not going to come, come here, but I don't want to play with that guy. <laughs> I don't want to play at the mid level, so do this. Yeah, so with with the Ford tweets, I mean, it just it proves even more that Neil Aquino is is a Mavericks guy. Like that's who we're that's who we're looking at. So go back, listen to our Frank Neil Aquino draft profile pod because he's it's looking like that's the the guy that the Mavericks want, and that could be smokescreen. But then it looks like you know once you make the decision to hire his coach, then it's like, all right, that's there's a little bit more there. Like separately, those moves make sense, but together, I mean, it sort of paints a picture. And it. At some point, you reach a spot down in the draft to where it's a smoke screen. It's kind of useless. Like, what are you yeah. sc- what are you smoking? You know, for <laughs> at, at nine, you know, <laughs> what are you smoking for? You know, I hope nothing for Hillary's sake. What are you? Uh, you know, it's not like it's not the end of the world if you're Sacramento at ten and you're like. Ooh, we're gonna take Nilakina at nine smoke screen. You know, the only thing I'm worried about <laughs> is. What if Phil's setting back and like this is Phil's ultimate play, you know, Just New to York? Screw Mark Cuban. Well, like, yeah. What if New York's setting back and they're like, "Hey, we really want Dennis Smith or Monk. Like, we really, really want him. Let's do say we're all in on Nilakina, which I think they are. I think it's legit. But I'm just saying, what if? Let's you know put it out there that we're going to take Nilakina before Dallas. Let's force Dallas to move up ahead of us to where we, that guarantees a spot, one more spot ahead of us that. You know, Smith or Monk is not taken. So that that is a great hypothetical to think about, but the Knicks have not done anything of the sort. So that makes me think, <laughs> makes me think that I don't probably know. not true. I just gosh, Neil Aquino probably oh. looked at the triangle and was like, "What is this polygon? Like, what am I looking at right now?" Hey, he actually praised it in that New York article no, for yeah, the po- no, post or whatever. So then the last tweet though is. Ford said, sounds like Lakers are dangling D'Angelo Russell in effort to get another top 12 pick. Luke Kennard and Zach Collins appear to be the targets. If those guys are the targets, I can't see the Lakers being in that. But let's just bring it up again like we did in our trades, our Lakers and Suns trade pod. D'Angelo Russell for number nine, would you do it, yes or no? That's so tough. Um, Man, you're asking me. I would probably say... For me, it depends on who's there. Would you have if, done this in the what, what was he? The 2015 draft. 2015 draft goes number two pick. You're like, all right, we'll give you D'Angelo Russell for a future first, and the, and the future is 2017. Wouldn't you yeah, do that? For, like, for sure. I mean, they're, like the character stuff with D'Angelo. We talked about it on that pod a long time ago. Of like, no, we'll, what would he? No, what would he look like outside of Los Angeles? That lifestyle might be bored, better for him. Bored, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hanging He's uptown with Carlisle's system. He normally does better with like kind of a pass for first point guard. But in Russell, but like yeah, I mean, but Russell would fit that bill. So for me, I think it would come down. I think I would take Monk or Dennis Smith over him going forward. I think if it came down to Nelly Kino, it would be really enticing. Uh, but with 
I just want to say this about Kennard. I feel like Kennard gets a lot of like kind of hate from average fans. I think he's going to be a legit player. And I, the Draft Express released that the full workout of his workout he had the other day. And, you know, it's only just a couple minutes long, but I watched it. I did not know that the dude could throw it down that hard. Like, the dude so was caught. So, would you say that he's sneaky athletic? Don't even. <laughs> going in a chat. I actually watched him. So, I actually watched him up close back a couple years ago before he went to Duke. And he was playing, I've said before, one of my family members back home uh, plays for Xavier. And they were facing off against each other in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I'd heard, I'd lived in Louisville, and they said, hey, come up here and watch him. We're fa- he's facing this canard guy. And this was, before, you know, they say he's committed to Duke. So I, wa- I went up there and watched him, and Kennard put up like 45. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, dude. And now it's crazy, you know, a few years later, we're talking as a lottery pick. but Yeah, it's, it, well, it's so relative because Mavs fans will give crap to – players that should like that shouldn't go as high as nine you know what i mean like yeah canard will be a solid player like og will be a solid player and like all this stuff and <laughs> Matt fans will just be like no he's terrible because he's not where like it's, it'd be bad value for where the Mavs are drafting it's like uh i think what zach lowe said today on this podcast was that you know <laughs> wherever your team is that's how many players you say this draft is so if your team mm. is drafting 10 you're like oh this is a 10 this is a 10 player draft <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like if we're drafting nine, we're like it was a nine player draft. And so you just say it like that because you know, anything outside of your team doesn't matter. It just depends on what your team gets. That is pretty true. I could see that for sure. But like so let me ask you this about Nilikino. Would you be happy if Dallas gave up assets to move up to get Nilikino? No. Well, it depends on what those assets are. If they're Dwight Powell, then yeah, bro. Don't Dwight Powell's not gonna move you up two spots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what scout is watching that? If it's a protected fired. first that turns into two seconds, I don't know. Maybe I get more excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that does it for other lottery teams. For Philly, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. It just makes me think, like, what what player? I, I'm not yeah. I'm not that high on, on him to where I would say if we don't get him, then I'll be upset because one of Monk or Dennis Smith you know, it's probably going to fall. Like, that's what it's looking like is that one of those guys. And if I, if we walk away with any of those three guys, I'm good. I'm good at the draft. If we moved up to six and took him, that means we would take him over Monk, Dennis Smith, and probably one of either Jonathan Isaac or Tatum. <laughs> moved up and to that, six. That'd be insane. I don't think Orlando so, was trading out of that. Well, let me, let me read you this. And Chad Ford's latest mock draft that came out this morning it says he says he has Dennis Smith going to Dallas, but he says, "Hey, the, there's concern that Nilakina won't be there. He'll be off the board by their pick. Don't be surprised if they try to move up to number six or number seven to secure him." Talking about Nilakina. He also says as the last sentence when he's talking, he says something about Dennis Smith comparing him to Steve Francis. And the very last sentence in his Mavericks. You know, little paragraph there. It says other players like Luke Kennard and Donovan Mitchell are also in consideration here at nine. Take that for what it's worth. But all I'm saying is like how how much of an uproar Deep LM would be drowning in their alcohol. <laughs> if more so than they are now. More so than they are now, yeah. Jeez. If 
if Dallas moved up to six and took Nilekina over Monk Smith and like Jonathan Isaac. Well, I think the casual Mavericks fan tuned out like a while ago. So we're we're just talking to the, the straight up MFFLs right now. <laughs> so I'm not sure casual fans would really care. But you guys that we're talking to now, like the diehard fans, yes, they would be it would be an uproar and it would be crazy. Like if they gave up Seth <laughs> that would be that would be worst case scenario for Mavericks fan reaction. So, all right, let's do it. The Mavericks are on the clock. Number nine on the board somehow still is Frank Nilekina and Dennis Smith Jr. Isaac Harris, you have the choice between the two. Who are you going with? I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr. Whoa! Yeah. Against the grain. You know, that's a change of heart for me, especially – You've been a loyal listener, locked on. You know, I've said before that I would take Nilekina over him, but oh, there's just something about the upside, the 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 upside, and just the aura of the nine pick. Like I, I want somebody that's going to contribute now. Like they're picking at number nine. This first, this first top ten pick that Dallas had in what? How many years did we say? Like since Dirk, he's like twenty years. Yeah, and like how appealing is it saying, okay, cool, we're going to pick the first time in 20 years in the top 10, and, you know, they're going to play 40 games up in Frisco. Like, yeah, how cool seriously. is that? You know, like, and so, and I'm, I'm not saying that it's anything cool about the if, legends. <laughs> very cool. If we get Nelly Kina, I'll be excited. And I think there's super upside. We'll talk about their fits in a second, but there's just something about having that. You know, throwing Dennis Smith in there would the fit with Carlisle be weird? Yeah, would Carlisle rip his face off? Yeah, <laughs> would I mean, does it fit perfectly as like a pass first one? No, but with the spread pick and roll and like some outside shooters around him, it would be exciting. I don't know. It's just that's where I'm leaning right now. If they're on the board, I want Dennis Smith Jr. over Nilekina. I have flowed back and forth between these two, like water in a, a bottle that you shake like you know when you sit and you make waves in a water bottle you just tilt it back and forth like i feel like i'm just like that i feel like i'm going back and forth back and forth every day i'll see this tweet here or i'll see this you know stat here or whatever um man i i think i'm in agreement with you i just the more i go back and forth the more i think like what are we really getting with neil Aquina? he could be the the like the the you know the uh, five inches shorter Giannis, you know, like he could be, he could be that kind of guy, but just not sure the athleticism is there for him to, to turn into that. Like we could be, we could be passing on this guy and it be exactly like 2013 draft again, where we go, Oh gosh, how do we miss on that guy? Like, how did we miss Giannis? And I mean, all reports came out that Donnie Nelson wanted to pick, Giannis and so if this is the same scenario over again and they see Nilakina and they're like okay this could be the next Giannis and yeah but Dennis Smith is not Shane Larkin (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad this is the alternative that's true no though the the floor on this decision is much much higher than it was on the last decision that is for sure but ah I the ceiling on Dennis Smith Jr. You can just you can see it so much easier, and the the off the you know the situation he was in last year is, is really big, and the defense you can just see if if he's not able to pass to guys, if he's not able to, you know, if guys around him are not playing well, you could see the defense just 
struggle, you know? And if this guy is going to come in and try hard, like if he's going to end up being a try hard guy, he could be, I mean, the best player in this draft. Would you be surprised if five years from now we're like, dang, Dennis Smith Jr. is the best player in this draft? Um, I would, I think I'd be a little surprised. Um, just because I think Fox and Ball and Fultz are, they are in that tier above him. But, like Fox, I don't think Fox's defense is going anywhere. Like Fox is going to be a solid defender with a questionable shot, but super athletic. And, um, but like I definitely could see it. Like I, I could definitely see him being on this, you know, near the same level. You know, if if this, if you're saying like five years from now we're talking about this class, are we going to be just talking about Fultz and Ball, Fultz and Ball and Fox? Like I think we're going to be looking at this class five years from now and saying. Wow, look at this class of why you ever laughing. Oh, because imagine five years ago we talk about the 2012 draft and we're like, man, it's it's Kyrie and Derek Williams all the way. Kyrie and Derek Williams. Derek, Derek Williams. <laughs> the other the other D Will. Yeah. Like you just look back on drafts like that, and that's what that's kind of what consensus was that Derek Williams was the second best player in that draft. And then gosh, you just look back at it. It makes no sense. So this draft could totally be that way. But I think that's what this draft is going to like look like though. I mean, is when we're going to this draft is going to age really well, I think. And yeah. I don't some drafts you look at and you're like, "Okay, I think it might be getting overhyped some." I don't this draft. I think like it's taking Okafor number 3. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's not like you I don't see a scenario in 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 which one of these guys like that, you know, can possibly not really fail, but you know, with Okafor coming into the league at this, you know, even when Okafor is picked, like we thought he was going to like ball out. But even if you like really broke it down of like this new era of basketball, like what era of basketball would it, what what switch in the game would it take out any of these top ten prospects right now? And yeah, we, and at, least, we at least thought Okafor would be good at the one thing that he said he was going to be good at, and that's low post. And then low post just completely became a non-factor in NBA. So. All right, my man Chris Axman, he runs the Almighty Baller Network. He is notorious at sending in, and he's listened to the show, so shout out to him. Uh, he's notorious for whenever you have like a, a texting back and forth, he'll just send you like eight texts in a row. Like I know that I do this to you sometimes, but he's just like relentless in his texts. Like when he's trying to make a point, and he just sends paragraphs, like huge paragraphs, and I have this back and forth with him about Dennis Smith Jr., and he sent me a couple stats in this that I was – taken back by but that smith was the second most efficient player in the pick and roll last year behind fultz and he shot 60 percent off unassisted shots which is huge right now in the nba i mean you look at steph curry you look at kyrie irving like those are the two starting point guards in the nba finals and that's kind of the things that they do best right like unassisted shots also he said smith shot 37 percent on threes mostly pull up threes and out of the pick and roll and so you get a pick-and-roll point guard. It's exactly what the NBA needs right now. And then he sent me a list of the, the best point guards by uh, by pull-up three shooting. And let me just read you this list. <laughs> this is the list of the you know uh, the best guards at, at spot-up you know three shooting out of the pick-and-roll. James Harden, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Kemba Walker, Damian Lillard, Isaiah Thomas, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul. Mike Conley, mm. Kyrie Irving, Lou Williams, D'Angelo Russell, Drew Holiday, J.J. Barea. Shout out to J.J. Barea. Eric Bledsoe, yeah. LeBron James, Zach Levine, Sergio Rodriguez, Bradley Beal, C.J. McCollum. So not all exactly point guards. but Sergio. But, <laughs> so that, that guy was onto something, man. 
that guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the Sodom Shame from yesterday. If you guys didn't listen, go back and Sergio Rodriguez made an appearance in the Sodom Shame. Yeah. So you just look at that and and I give, you know, all the shout outs to Chris Axman for coming up with all those stats, but like, man, that those are some He's good at the things you need to be good at right now in the NBA to make you a good to great point guard. Yeah, and like when you look at this draft class in a summary of these top nine picks, this is how I look at it. Nilakina and Jonathan Isaac, they're going to take time. Skinnier frames, longer frames, they're going to take you know a couple years. They'll make some impact, kind of like a Jalen Brown type of yeah. you know defensive impact, but it's still going to take some time. Tatum's going to come in day one, depending on the fit, and could get you you know, 15 to 18 a game probably. Depending on the fit, you know, he could score right now. So that's, you know, an ISO guy on the wing. You got your guards, Fultz, Ball, Fox, and Smith. They're going to ball on day one. You know, and then when you look at, you know, Smith compared to Ball and Fox, he's a better, like if you want to talk about isolation scores, like you said, you know, unassisted shots, then Dennis Smith probably, you know, is better than Fox and Ball. Because Fox and Ball don't have that ability to say, "Hey, let me give me the ball and let me, you know, just go right over the top of you and score." You know, Fox can't shoot it that well from the outside, and Ball can, but he just has that funky motion. You know, he's not going to rise up over somebody. So, you know, when you come to that, hey, you want a point guard that can just run the pick and roll, that can you can clear it out and say, "Go get me a basket," whether it's pulling up in somebody's face or driving, kind of like what Dame does then there's Dennis Smith for you. So it just, what separates sometimes is, you know, balls playmaking, Fox's defensive, you know, intensity and all that stuff. And that's kind of what separates, what separates Smith. But there's that unknown factor too of, you know, if, if you're all in on Dennis Smith, you want what you're preaching to people is, oh man, look at that situation. Look at that situation, NC state. Like I just suck. Wouldn't you, you know, wouldn't you act like that? Wouldn't you play like that? And, so I, mean, I definitely wouldn't jump that high, that's for sure. I mean, that Lakers workout, we, we texted about the other day, 48-inch yeah. vertical. Man. I mean, Zach Levine's was 46. That's, that's nuts, man. <laughs> that's insane. But, that makes no sense. But, like, I, but I do want to preface this. This is not, like, if we get Nilekina at nine, I'm happy. Yeah, like, I so think close. He, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to. It's going to take a little time, and Mavs fans are just going to have to be patient with it and suck it up. And <laughs> he's going to play both guard positions. And he's super long. I think he, you know, he has that development of hey playmaking, and you know he's got the outside shot already. But it's going to take time compared to Dennis Smith on day one could throw it on somebody's head. Which which do you think is more likely of these two scenarios? Frank Nilekina suits up for the Mavericks, comes off the bench. Couple turnovers, couple really bad fouls, reaching in. He's got really long arms. Reaching in, tons of fouls, fouls out in his first game. Dennis Smith Jr. starts for the Mavericks, first game. Comes off the bench, 0 for 9 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. Couple turnovers, Carlisle benches him. Which do you think is more likely of those two? Because Mavs fans would be in an uproar if either of those things happened. They'd be like, why did yeah. we pick this guy? And, and blah, blah, blah. Like a nine, we wasted a nine pick on this guy. And which of those two do you think is more likely? I think Nilekina is more likely. He's just so he's so raw and young. You know, at least, at least with Dennis Smith, you can look at tape and say, okay, he went against 
you know, a Duke team that had four, you know, pro, pro players that are about yeah. to get drafted. You know, he, he went up against ACC talent and, you know, you see that he, he grew up in the circuits when, you know, you're looking at some of these games where he went head to head with ball and AAU and different stuff. When I was doing, I had a monk piece that came out yesterday and I was doing a bunch of research on like monk in high school and I was reading just about just different stuff, him going head to head with some of these recruits. And it's cool reading those stories because at that point it's like, oh, he went head to head with you know, this Lonzo Ball kid, and it was just nobody at that point. But, but yeah, I think it would be another Kina. I think, you know, he, I think he would come off the bench and just, I think they'd just throw him to the wolves kind of and say, hey, you know, you're going to get fouls, but you just learn from it. You throw him to the T Wolves, him and Chris, <laughs> him and Chris Dunn going at it. <laughs> All right. Definitively, I will pick, I would rather have Dennis Smith Jr over Frank Milikina, but it is so close. It is so close. Like I would not be disappointed if we got either of those guys. I think Milikina could be the, could be, you know, point guard size Giannis. <laughs> I think Dennis Smith jr. Could be Baron Davis, you know, like, yeah, like, that's just where it is and, and what it is. So Dennis, I was gonna... we're both going with Dennis Smith jr. That's crazy. But I think tomorrow we would be like Frank Milikina. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this and that we talked about this before, but you know, Nelikina is still in the finals right now over in France. No, don't say this now. And Actually, it makes our pick look better. <laughs> I have, I mean, I feel like we've been given updates. And so he plays for Strasbourg. That's why he's not been doing these workouts, these pre-draft workouts, because he's dedicated to staying with his team to help him win this title. They're in the finals. They're down one to two in the finals. Game four was today. I think it was today. Yeah, or yesterday. You're hearing this. Yeah, it was on the 19th. And Strasbourg, they, they won. They won by six. So that evens the series at two to two. Nelikina hasn't had the best of games uh, during the finals. And I know some people has been kind of like, with him getting more hype now, people has been looking at these box scores and it kind of worries him. But Shout out people, to all you guys on Facebook that are like, Nelikina's only averaging five points and we're going to draft this guy? It's not even against college talent. <laughs> he did start he, he is a starter and uh, he started at point guard he played 14 minutes and he went 0 for 2 from the field he had zero points he had one assist and he had two rebounds i'm so ready for the group of mffls that just riot when they pick Milikina because they're gonna flash his stats up on you know fox sports southwest or something they're gonna just flash his stats up on the draft on espn or nba tv and Oh, we're going to get so many tweets just, about people that are like, this guy only averaged five points a game. So, yeah, that is very correct. So now the whole thing comes in to where game five of their finals is Friday after the draft. So what I've read is he's boarded a plane or already has. He's on his way here, and he's going to do – he might do a media session today. You're listening to it you know, today, which is the 20th. Could be wrong. That'd be cool to finally hear him talk and kind of go from there. And then he has all the draft stuff on Wednesday, the draft on Thursday night. And then they said he might board a red eye and fly straight to France and play that Friday in God. the game okay. five. Can you see this happening? He he does that. He takes the red eye. Flies uh, all please don't say it. Don't, don't, the don't, Dallas, don't. The, the Dallas Mavericks choose him. He gets a red eye and flies all the way back and balls out 30 points. 12 assists. Uh, 
10 <laughs> rebounds, 6 steals. I thought steals. you were going to say something like total opposite end of the spectrum. That would be horrible. No, hit six threes, just balls out, and the fan base is just over the moon about him. I'm so excited it, for that to happen. What, whatever team drafts him, though, like their fan base is, is going to do this, though. He's going to go over there. He's going to fly all the way back. For a game five. Oh, can you imagine Knicks he's, fans? Oh, he's gonna he's gonna play like eighteen minutes, get like eight points. Yeah. And whether it's New York or Dallas, whatever, they're gonna be like, Yeah, here's our pick right here. <laughs> be excited about this. He had eight points. And Oh, I can't I can't wait for Michael Rappaport to go on Bill Simmons podcast and just complain about freaked freaked. To- oh my to- gosh. Like just totally mispronounce his name. <laughs> I forgot all about oh. that, man. The fil- he'll call him like the filthy Frenchman and <laughs> filthy Frank. Oh man! All right, so we both picked Dennis Smith Jr. Kind of surprising. But... I don't think he'll be there. I don't think this will even yeah. be an option. Don't want to burst your bubbles, but stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think there's a better shot at Monk being there than Dennis Smith. But wow, there we go. We both decided Dennis Smith Jr. We also talked about Chad Ford's tweets. Dirk's birthday was yesterday, which is today still for us. Welcome to the future, everyone. Okay, finally, let's end this show with our Sottenham Shane. All right, I got one that was sent to the Mavs Fanatic Facebook page. Did you know you can still post on it? Like, if you have a, a page, some people can, like, post on your wall still. That, that's still a thing on Facebook. Is this just MySpace? Remember MySpace Top 8? <laughs> I do remember. Hey bro, it took forever not, to try to decide why, that thing. Why am I not in your MySpace top eight, bro? <laughs> eight is such an arbitrary number, just because there's four four spots on top and four spots on bottom. Yeah. Anyway, so Aaron Sampson sent this, and he said, can you pass this along to Nick, which is me? I have a Sodom shame, but I don't do Twitter. Aaron Sampson, why don't you do Twitter, man? Let me know. All right. Cursed. So cursed, but K-E-R-R-S-E-D. So like Kurt, Steve Kerr, but cursed. On wow. Real GM says, I'd trade them Bledsoe and Chandler for a re-signed Noel in the ninth. That would give them a few more years of Dirk to compete with. So give them a lineup of Bledsoe, Matthews, Barnes, Dirk, and Chandler. I, I really like Tyson. I really do. <laughs> great but, guy. Great guy. But Best center if, in Mavericks history somehow. That's true. Played two separate will- seasons <laughs> Steve. Hopefully, Nerlens will pass him up with that title. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but how hard would it be for them to defend anyone? <laughs> it would be like Bogut, you know, like yeah, Dirk but you and got Bogut Bledsoe together. and Matthews, and dogs oh in the wings, man. Barnes. We get we give up our ninth pick and Noel. No oh, God, no. That's why it's Sotnam Shame right there. If you guys have never heard of this, Sotnam Shame is any of the bad trades that you see people post on Twitter, even this Reddit, this real GM, if you see it on Reddit or these boards somewhere, Facebook, screenshot it, send it to us, or just quote it and send it to us with the person, and we will put them up for the Sotnam shame of the day. So inform me something about Reddit. When you have, when somebody posts something on Reddit, and it, obviously I'm a, I'm a Reddit, 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 Reddit. I'm a Reddit uh, noob all right so nick nick's more experienced on reddit than i am the roby or like when somebody puts their name and what's the thing to the right in green uh so, like this guy sure says dallas right. dallas steve nash like oh you have thinking? like you have reddit flair for for every single different like subreddit that you have so you have subreddits for different 
topics. You have Mavericks is a subreddit. NBA is a subreddit. And uh, you have different flair. So, like, on mobile, it only shows just the thing. But on desktop, it'll show you, like, the actual – Reddit is way better on desktop, by the way. Okay. And it shows you, like, a little picture. Like, mine for Locked On Nick is a – you know, the the Mavericks logo. Like, a circle blue Mavericks logo. And my one for my other one is the green hat logo. Ooh, don't give it away. People already know it. Uh, All right. So, mine comes from Reddit. Uh, courtesy of Nick. And this one is and, bad. This is bad. Yeah, we're 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 about to become best friends, Roby. <laughs> and <laughs> so we took part in the lockdown mock draft. If you haven't uh, heard of that or listened to that, please do that. Yeah, it's they really re- cool. They released our our pick number twenty. They released it. I think either. Well, I guess it'd be yesterday. Now that you're listening to this, and so we're on there, and it's just really funny because he sends it to us, and we just both go, "We're back." <laughs> um yeah so pretty much we took control of the mavericks in this mock draft and acted like we were the gms and we made some trades and we made a trade at the top and when it was the ninth pick markinen and nilikina was still on the board and we made a trade to move back and we got like stanley johnson and we got the 12th pick so anyway at 20 we also made a trade and got the 20th pick and at 20th we picked harry giles we did this upside and we're like hey I feel like that's a good bargain at 20. This guy writes us, you picked Giles at 20, but trade the ninth pick away when you could have gotten Lowry Markkinen. This is really stupid and, <laughs> and would not happen. Glad you guys don't make the decision for the Dallas Mavericks. This comes from Roby. Oh, what did he say after that? What did... Oh, 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 I'll get there. This comes from Roby Culis. Roby, my man, I don't even know what to say to you, man. So you don't understand the concept of you pick Giles at 20, but you traded away the ninth pick. The whole concept of gaining assets, I guess it just doesn't really, I don't know, click, click for you. But Roby hates Steve, Sam Hinkie. He hates Hinkie so much. Yeah. So then it, then it goes on. So Roby's not done. Roby comes in for Roby 2.0 and it, I don't even know this is on anything. This was somewhere. This is somewhere else. I like searched. I like I clicked on his name and said like, "What else does this guy comment on? Like, what else does he say?" Yeah. So like, he comments on somebody else talking about like injuries or something, and he says, <laughs> like, he just. I guess we're just still on his mind. It's kind of like Draymond LeBron, <laughs> and he's just sitting back thinking Roby, about us. Is Roby and, our Draymond or our LeBron? Which one are we in this? I feel like I don't know. They're both obsessed with each other. <laughs> And this guy says, according to Matt, it's just random, man. According to Mavs Locked On Podcast guys, a.k.a. us, <laughs> they would rather trade away the ninth pick and pass on Larry Markkinen to take Harry Giles effing imbeciles. <laughs> they... He acts like he, this is what he doesn't understand. He acts like he got it got to the ninth pick, and, we and that like, we and then we no. said, you know, you know what, you know what? Hey, hey, David Locke, we don't even want to make our pick. No, we'll sacrifice the ninth pick to the draft altar. All right, we don't even care about it. We just we won't even pick a player. And all hell, Larry Markkinen, like he thinks Markkinen's the next, yeah, the next Kareem, no. and. <laughs> And then he acts like we just forfeited the ninth pick and said, you know what? We'll just move back to – yeah, nothing. Just we didn't get nothing back. Nothing. We'll just – we'll voluntarily move back to 20 and we'll just give me Harry Giles. 
Oh my gosh. He didn't that even like understand so the concept that we got wow. assets back and like the mindsets and he's just I'm glad that he's glad that we don't make decisions for the Mavericks and man, I'm sorry that we let you down, Roby. And I'm gonna lose a lot of sleep over that tonight. Um because I'm an imbecile. How do you say that word? Imbecile? I'll say imbecile. imbecile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they would rather trade the ninth pick and pass on marketing to take Harry Giles. Of all people which is, are not which, to be mad about. Which in his defense is true. We did do that. Like <laughs> that is what we did. We passed up marketing, we traded nine, and we picked Harry Giles. But those it's are literally like, acting like we call Portland and say, you know what, we'll do a straight up swap. Twenty for nine. Yeah. Here you go. You can move up to nine to get marketing. We'll just take twenty and Giles. Like that's Whatever. Oh my god. Just know, just know that if you come after us on Reddit or Twitter in a hateful <laughs> way, one I love it. Like that's what I'm on social media for. So trolls funny. are some of my favorite people on social media. No, don't but, say that. <laughs> what trolls? Yeah, oh man, here they come. Oh, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. That he he deserved every bit of that Sotnam shame. Yeah. Robiculous. Roby, obviously he listens to the pod, so no, he's gonna. Re- obviously he doesn't because he had no idea what we did. He thought we just straight oh, up. Yeah, <laughs> he just saw it on the Reddit AMA, and then just he's got the playing. little Mavs logo as his like little Abby crap so on Reddit. Sh- so he should listen to the the Lockdown Mavs podcast because he claims to be an MFFL, but he doesn't. Uh, so Whatever. there you go. If you find a Sotnam shame as bad as that, send it to us. Hashtag Sotnam shame. Tweet it to us. Send it to us. Uh, you know, on Reddit. Uh, you can tweet, you can read it, send a message, uh, private message to locked on Nick and I'll get him that way. Um, I want to get, I, I want to give a shout out to somebody on, uh, on Twitter. Cause this, this brother, this dude comes literally every day with a new trade offer. Jack Britton, Jack Britton, Jack Britton, bro. You hats off to you because every morning when you're drinking your coffee at your kitchen table, <laughs> you must have trade machine on because Bro, I wake up every day it's a with good a, way new to wake noti- up. a new notification with like some some trade that you've sent that you've tweeted at us. We'll say yes to one and, of these. Yeah, sometimes, most of the time, I look at it, I'm like, mm, no, it'll never happen. Sometimes I reply, sometimes I don't. But someday it's going to be a legit trade, and I'll be like, you know what? It's probably probably a pretty good one. But yeah, shout out to you because you think about us and you send us trade things. Completely. Send it to us on iTunes. Send it to us on iTunes this time. So, guys, if you haven't already, give us five stars on iTunes and comment. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it on mobile, you have to go to the iTunes store. You have to go to the podcast like store type area, and you have to search for it again. You can't just go to the page. It's really dumb. I don't know why. Face- I don't know why the podcast app does that. But if you're on desktop, just go to iTunes, search for Lockdown Maps, go and rate us five stars, and comment with your draft questions. We've got a we've got a pretty good number of these, so I think we're gonna have a really good show on Wednesday. So yeah, comment all of and these, it, and we will answer every single one on Wednesday's show. Yeah, and it doesn't really have to be about you know, Rubio. It, it doesn't have to. Oh gosh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a question either. If you just say, "Hey, can you talk about this?" You know, Dirk's contract situation. You know, like something. If you want to give it's a not subject, a question, if you say talk about it. <laughs> okay, that's something we learned <laughs> covering the Mavs last year. Yeah, so whatever you want to, if you want to do a topic or if you got a question or like our opinion, 
say, what do you think about this or whatever? If it's stupid. That reminded me, the talk about it reminded me of there's this one guy that covers the Mavs. I will not say who it is. Are we going down this road again? One guy. This this is the last thing and then we'll end. There's this one guy that covers the Mavs that every so often he will throw a talk about it in there. Or not every so often. Every single game. (laughs) Every time he speaks, he'll say, Harrison, now talk about defense or talk about and he'll just say something. And Earl K. Sneed will just turn around and give like the most unamused face to whoever is in within eyesight of him. <laughs> turn around and go, really? <laughs> I actually, I actually don't mind the talk about thing because it's something I've asked kind of Rick about before. You know, if there's somebody, you know, because I don't know, I feel like that's more of an open-ended question than something just dumb. Like if if Dwight Powell had a really good game, a random role player, and you're like. Hey, can you talk about the impact? Like, did he have a positive impact on the game? Yeah. Well, no joke, Sherlock. Like, no, I would rather ask, hey, you know, can you just talk about his game? Like, what what are your thoughts on it? And I don't know. I don't think it's that bad, but I do get the, the sense of it, though, because it's not really a question. No, it's not a question. But it's just really funny that Earl does that. So, all right. <laughs> Love, thanks, thanks for listening to Locked I like what Earl too. Thanks for listening to Locked on Mavs. Go ahead and rate us five stars and comment on iTunes with your draft questions. We will answer every single one on Wednesday's show. Please subscribe if you haven't. And thanks so much for listening. Peace out. Boom. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17